ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fine, fine episode of Point Counterpoint. I'm sorry I'm late today to the rec to recording, but, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. When you have a review session that's taking place, that goes into the beginning of my time slot, uh, sometimes you just gotta be late. That's just what happens. You know, okay, so let me bring out my magical list here of topics. But anyway, here's a question. Would I do voodoo to someone that I don't like? That's a fun question. Well, I would say I would not do it because first of all I can't think of a single person that I would ever want to cause that kind of pain to I don't hate anybody and if you hate me then I'm sorry but I don't hate you okay I don't hate anybody unless you're like a mass murderer like um, Hitler or Stalin or someone like that. All right, I think that's okay. That's understandable. But like, for just regular people, I don't hate them, ever. I may dislike them for various reasons. There are a number of reasons I could dislike a person. I don't hate them. But anyway, I got on a little tangent there. Uh, ooh, it's 420 right now. Woo-hoo! <laughs> but it's not legal in Minnesota. Speaking of that, this is my last episode as a 20-year-old, okay? I'm going to be 21 next week. Woo! Happy birthday, me. Or early birthday. <laughs> so, what I do voodoo to someone... If I, that I don't like. Well, here's the thing. When you do voodoo to someone, you're setting a precedent because it's it's the golden rule, really. It's like you're saying, I'm doing voodoo to you. Now they feel more inclined to do it back to you. So, you know, kind of like how in World War One the Germans started using poison gas and the, the Allies did use some poison gas as well. Until, of course, we made it illegal. We made it a war crime. You're not supposed to use poison gas as a weapon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Sets a bad precedent. Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. Not good. Um. This will probably be a reduced length episode you know because I was a little late but we'll see Lulu Lu, I've got some apples Lulu Lu, you got some too Lulu Lu, let's get together I know what we can do Lulu Lu, I've got some apples Lulu Lu, you got some too Lulu Lu, let's make some applesauce take off our clothes and Lulu Lu. Lulu, Lu, I've got some splish splash. Lulu, Lu, splish splash and more. Lulu, Lu, I've got some apples. Lulu, Lu, you got some too. Lulu, Lu, let's get together. I know what we can do. Lulu, Lu, I've got some apples. Lulu, Lu, you got some too. Lulu, Lu, let's get together. I know what we can do. Lulu, Lu, I've
some apples, loo, 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 you got some too. Loo, 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 let's make some apples off, take off our clothes and loo, loo, loo. Loo, 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 I've got some splish splash, loo, 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 splish splash in more. Come on, climb the tree, climb the tree. <laughs> Have you been up my wishing tree? It's where I come to think and dream. Jamona. And now I'd like to show you my wishing tree. Jamona. Where we can laugh and giggle and scream. <laughs> Imagination. Uh, Mr. Jefferson, your son can't get up. Won't you imagine along with me? Mr. Jefferson? We can be spacemen. <laughs> Pirates on the sea, Jamona. Yes, we can do everything, and I mean everything, Jamona. Up in my wishing tree. <laughs> oh! All right. <laughs> Little buddy, foo foo, hopping through the forest, seeing me believe. That's not what I typed. 
Okay. Well. Mrs. Landers was a helpman. She cooked food in a walk. Mr. Harris was her boyfriend, and he had a great big cock. Where? Where's the? There we go. Doodle doodle. Mrs. Landers, Landers was a help nut. She cooked food in a walk. Mr. Harris was her boyfriend, and he had a great big cock. The doodle doodle. The rooster just won't clip. And I don't want my breakfast because it tastes like shits. Who's make good house pets? They're cuddly and sweet. Monkeys aren't good to have because they like to beat their meeting in the office. A meeting in the hall. The boss, he wants to see you so you can suck his balls. That was a writer. He lived with Alan Funk. Mrs. Roberts didn't like him, but that's because she's a contaminated water. Can really make you sick. Your bladder gets infected and blood comes out your dick. Take what I'm saying, because it will bring you luck. And if you all don't like it, I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> That was hard to sing along with. Understandably. Very understandably. <laughs> Hi, you're on a rock, floating in space. Pretty cool, huh? Some of it's water. Fuck it. Actually, most of it's water. I can't even get from here to there without buying a boat. It's sad. I'm sad. I miss you. A long time ago, actually never, and also <laughs> now, nothing is nowhere. Terrible. When? Never. Makes sense, right? Like I said, it didn't happen. Nothing was never anywhere. That's why it's been everywhere. It's been so everywhere, you don't need a where. You don't even need a when. That's how every it gets. Forget this. I want to be something. <laughs> go somewhere. Do something. I want things to change. I want to invent time and space. And I know it's possible because everything is here and it probably already happened. I just don't know when to start. What is this? What is this video? Look at this baby. So gentle. Hitler oversimplified. I don't know what this means. But... So innocent. You'd think this child would grow up to become a good man. An honest man. Well, think again. <laughs> Hitler was born Adolphus Hitler in 1889 in a small town in Austria-Hungary. His father, Alois Schickelgruber, was born out of wedlock, but eventually changed his name to that of his stepfather, becoming Alois Hitler. Alois was a mid-level Austrian customs officer. Not really rolling in cash, but certainly rolling in women, he married a rich, older lady, but then immediately started having affairs, including one with a much younger house servant. A few years later, he left his sick wife to be with his mistress, but since the Catholic Church didn't allow divorce at the time, he couldn't marry her. So he waited for his old wife to die and had a child in the meantime. Then his wife died, so he married his mistress and had another child, but then his new wife got sick, so he employed his much, much younger cousin Clara to take care of her. Then when his new wife died, he immediately got Clara, his cousin, pregnant, and then married her. In that order, you rock star. Clara and Alois had three children together, who all tragically died while in infancy. So when the fourth child, Adolf, came along, Clara spoiled him rotten. The Hitlers had two more kids, and the family moved around a few times, meaning... Okay, this is just a history lesson. I don't know what I expected. Alright, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's a weak and a back that's strong. Load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper than that. Say, Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine. I picked up my shovel and I locked it in mine. Sixteen tons, number nine coal and the straw boss said, I'm less than my soul. Sixteen tons, what do you get? Another day older. Sold in the company store. I was born one morning when it was drizzling rain. Fighting in trouble, I'm my middle name. I was raising a cane, break fine. Old mama lion came to a tone woman, make me walk the line. Sixteen tons, what do you get? Another day older. Sold in the company store. If you see me coming, better step aside. A lot of men did, a lot of men died. One fist of iron, the other of steel. If the rapper don't get you, then I left one way to load Do the company store. That was fun. There we go. right down right off of your feet take you home with me put you in my house
All right. I wanted to get to a little more serious topic, and I'll, I want to talk. I don't want to get talk about this too long because part of it I've sort of discussed before. But I didn't really get into the details of it, and you know it's kind of dark. So, not gonna get into that too long. I I like to keep it lighthearted. But so, in a previous episode, I talked a couple episodes ago, I believe, a couple of my regular episodes ago. But if make sure to check out my recent uh, interviews with Scott Christensen and Lunid Lewis. Those are two separate episodes from. Those are my last two episodes that I just did, numbers forty and forty one. This is number 42. So, yeah, so check those out. But before those two, I did an episode on preference falsification. And just to get you up to speed in case you didn't see that, preference falsification was an idea come up with by Tim Morcon in the 90s, actually, in a book called Public Truths, Private Lies. No, nope. <laughs> Private Lies, Public Truths. <laughs> but... People are willing, it's a psychological idea, but he applies it to economics because he's an economist. He came up with it. Um, so he's come up with it by an economist, but I I find it has probably more relevance to psychology, in my opinion. But people will change what their, will tell people what their preferences are, but they'll lie about it if they believe going to gain them some sort of social acceptance in some way so like in dictatorships um if if you were to ask people after the fact if they supported the dictator they'd say no of course we didn't support him but we didn't want to die so we said yeah we support him and of course i don't want to speak for people in like north korea but that might be the case in there it's not i mean there's obviously a degree of brainwashing, but there's also going to be a degree of preference falsification. There's going to be the brainwashed ones, and there's going to be the ones that they s- they look at the government, what Kim Jong-un does, and they don't, they don't buy it. But they're not going to admit that. They don't want to admit that. So... They will go along with whatever, whatever they're supposed to be saying. Thing about about it is, there's a way to get out of it. When you have, sometimes all it takes is one person to stand up and say their true beliefs, and suddenly, notice how, like just thinking like a classroom. Um, you have a question. You're not sure if anybody else is asking that question. Suddenly, someone raises their hand and asks that same question. You're like. And you realize that you were, that maybe what you were thinking wasn't so uncommon. So you see someone else stand up to tyranny, and suddenly you feel a little more, you feel a little emboldened. You feel 
you're more likely to come out and join them. And I feel I like to apply this to social media and the rise of a more connected world. Well, first of all, in the past, whenever there was a problematic view or something, it was easy. To, it was pretty easy to suppress that idea. But now with so- social media, it's pretty hard to do. And so you have these people, and I'm talking about like online extremists. These people that they they always had these views, but now when they're able to go online and see other people that help hold these same ones. They realize that they're not the only they're not the only ones. There's other people, which makes them more feel more bold. And that's why it seems as though it's increasing when really it was always there. We just didn't see it. Okay. Well. It's like uh, if if you're talking about conformity, say uh, like uh, think thinking think of uh, a bunch of people are in a dance, and there's only w- only two people dance. No, there's no one dancing. Let's say all of a sudden you have that brave first individual that stands up, and then another person comes in maybe. See, they see maybe they're maybe it's a friend. Uh, it's kind of a snowball effect. And that's kind of what you see with preference falsification: is people start going against, people start saying whatever it is they believe. Yeah. Yes, sirree. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, which one do I want? Um, ooh. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I want to do this whole song. I might do part of it. Don't you love her madly? Don't you need her badly? Don't you love her way? Tell me what you say. Don't you love her madly? Wanna be her daddy? Don't you love her face? Don't you love her as she's walking out the door? She did one thousand times before Don't you love her way Tell me what you say Don't you love her as she's walking out the door Oh, you love Oh, you love Oh, you love 
Someone singing behind me that loudly. There we go. This one better? Call the rising sun, and it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one.
a different key that I missed yet. My door. My door, the leaves are falling. Someone for me somewhere, and I still miss someone. Okay, I don't know why the video stopped there, but okay.
thing left to do now. Only one more thing. I think any person with a sense of humor. We got Rick Roll. We're no strangers to love. fun that's all i have for you today ladies and gentlemen it's been lit fam namaste i'm gonna say goodbye now because there's nothing more to say okay goodbye this is it